Welcome to Infinite Profit. My name is Cody Hill, a business coach, entrepreneur, and public speaker. Every episode, we bring in actual owners and entrepreneurs to discuss their business and give specific strategies in real time to help them get more leads, more conversions, and ultimately, infinite profit. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Today on Infinite Profit, I'm excited to have Jose Vasquez. He is a professional landscaper and CEO of GNC in Omaha, Nebraska. With over six years of experience as a laborer and multiple supervisor roles, he took the plunge into opening up his own landscaping business and hasn't looked back since. Jose's scope of work ranges from residential landscaping all the way to million-dollar-plus projects. JNC is committed to providing professional landscaping services with a great customer experience. Jose, welcome to Infinite Profit. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, we're going to dive right on into this interview. I am excited about speaking with you today about your business and how you got to where you are. So this next section, this very first section of Infinite Profit is all about you. I believe it's impossible to get the full picture of a business without also learning about their owner's motivation, dreams, and challenges. And so I just wanted to start off by saying, how did you get into landscaping? Why did you start your business? Well, the interesting is I never planned really, I see myself, myself getting into landscaping being an immigrant here. So when I came here and I learned English and got all my paperwork figured out for me, I think my parents or my family didn't expect me to see and doing landscaping, especially when you start out because you start pretty much from the bottom. I don't know for those people or if you're familiar with landscaping, usually the, the first thing that they get you to do is the edge trimmer where it's just where you trim everything just and that's all you do. I would go into work. I would start probably at 8 a.m. and do it until 1 p.m. straight until we had lunchtime. And my friend told me I could make $2 more working there than where I was working. So I was like, let's do this. And so that's what it got me there. And I thought my parents didn't see me doing that because I, they were thinking like I was downgrading to, because I, I spoke English very good. I had my papers. I had some, went to college for two years and were like, you should be doing something different. And at that point, I never saw myself turning into a business. I was like, I'm just going to work here and probably skip on to something else. But did that for about six years. And I don't know. I like working with the guys, working outside, working around men because it's, it's not an easy job. It's a lot of work. I got drawn into it and it's something that I really liked. And I like being outside. I like talking, hanging out with the guys. That's what I like to do. And Very so cool. that's what it got me there. And then I moved back to home where I met my wife. And. I mean, I never saw me myself getting married to because it was not something I wanted to do <laughs> at that point when I was younger, but I don't know, I fell in love with her and we got married and now I have two kids and I was like, I need to be making more money. How do I make more money? I need to have more freedom because I can't, I have a kid and I'm not seeing him because I'm always working and part of having the business was just good. I had time to myself. I had at some point I got able was able to get a few guys and leave them there. All I had to do was just go find a job, leave them there, and I would be able to just see my kid a little bit more often than I was. And sometimes I wasn't because I was always I was working pretty late. I was just the labor too. So I was getting yeah. started and finding people and Yeah, I liked it. It was 
It was fun. I, it's fun. I, I enjoy every moment of it, the insecurity of it, because as being a business owner, you're not, you don't have anything for sure, anything that you would have for sure that you're going to be there. Oh, I'm going to have this much money next week as if you work at a regular job, you will. I liked it. It was risky. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I love your motivation for wanting to start a business. I love you sharing, hey, I didn't think I'd get into landscaping. I didn't think I'd be married. And lo and behold, I have two kids and really kind of diving off into the deep end of, of business. I wanted to start too, before we got any further, and just say, hey, congratulations. You are a business owner. You have done <laughs> something. You have, you have made the jump. And that's why I love hearing stories about how people get into the business that they're in, how they're you know, their dreams, their motivation, their goals, what kind of drives them, because you have done something that not everybody has done. And so I think, you know, no matter what we look at today, we're going to look at things that will help increase your bottom line. We're going to look at things that are going to help buy back your time. We're going to look at things that will position you to be able to exit your business someday and be confident in the valuation of your business. Okay. But before we do that, I, I just want to say, hey, you're you're here, man. You're a business owner. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what role do you play in the day-to-day -day of this business? I know you had mentioned that you, you got to a point at one point where you had a, a team where you're dropping the guys off on the job sites and, and all that. So what does it look like in day-to-day -day for you? So when our busy season, if I have a few guys working on for me already, at some point through when we were, I got a guy who came in, he wanted to work, he needed money and very willing to learn yeah and it was amazing i would go drop him off and just show them what to do he got to the point where he could do pretty much just about everything i could do except for the speaking english but leave him there and i would be able to go and do another estimates or even go to the doctor's appointments with my wife or take my kid yeah. to a doctor so it was awesome i'm still like even as of right now when it's come to a pretty much slow for right now because I don't know. I'm just waiting for the summer. I'm pretty pumped. You can either make it big or you cannot make it at all, but at least you yeah. have a chance to make it. I feel like it's going either way in the lottery in a way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you see your business? Let's say in the next five years, where would you like to see your business? So where I would like to see it is potentially more growth, of course, with more, more people that I can employ. Because that's one of the things sometimes that, I don't know, I, I never feel that about it. It's like whenever you're, you're making or or have do estimates and you sell the job and people come and work for you, they're making a living, you're making a living. I mean, everybody's making money at that, that point. The customer's happy because they like the service. So in yeah. my next few years, to have a few more guys, probably about my goal is 15. Okay. 15 guys in the next five years with continuous throughout the year that they are working. And have probably uh, three different groups of guys that would go and work. Hopefully, I I'm able to stay there in the front on the front lines, you know, and helping yeah. out and doing whatever needs to be done. And but yeah, growing at about 15 guys. Hopefully, at that point, hiring somebody who does a payroll full time and being able to take care of that. Like have a secretary as well, and having my own office and probably another place where we can park all our equipment and work. That's what I have planned. Hopefully, everything comes to fru fruition. But yeah, I mean, I'm not know even if it doesn't, I'm excited. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you tried it and I don't really care. You know, I got nothing to lose and I got everything <laughs> to make. So yeah, I like that. I love that, man. 
I love your energy. I love your, I can tell you're excited about that future you're just talking about. And like I said earlier, we're definitely going to look at some strategies, at least three of them. If we have time, we'll throw a fourth one in um, that are going to help you kind of see what steps, the kind of impact that a few of these strategies implemented into your business and sustained over time could lead to that exact picture that you were just painting, taking it from a dream to an actionable roadmap to get there. And so what are the three biggest problems that you currently face in your business? I think one of the things that I mentioned to you about is just having continuous work as of right now, where as of right now, unfortunately, it doesn't allow me to hire people full-time. They have to work part-time and I'm sure they don't mind it because they have their full-time jobs and make money on the side. But I want something more solid and more permanent that I have more continuous work. And the other thing is just figuring out what's going to be, what am I going to do in the winter? Yep. I've been brainstorming what's, what ideas I can come up with. And I have a few in mind and just a matter of time and work. But I think in the next year, hopefully we should be able to have something steady where I can have at least two to three guys just being a full time. Yeah. And yeah. And the other thing is just, I'm new to this. I mean, I did sales for a while, but as a business owner, sometimes you hesitate on what the pricing is going to be, how you try to price things, how you want to, sure. like you mentioned, some of the things you make, what, what, what's my profit do I want at the end of each job? And that's something that I really want to figure it out because I get tips. I have a few cousins who are business owners themselves and they tell me how well they're doing. So I get a little jealous. I'm like, eh, why not? <laughs> why am I not doing so well? And, but I, I like where I am and I'll get there when I get there. But those are the few yeah. three things that I would like to, okay. to get Great. done. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing. I really appreciate you opening up your business, your, your number sum too, to me as well. Not only do I believe that we can increase your profits, I'm confident that we can also address those challenges that you mentioned here today. And so prior to this interview, you submitted some ballpark finances so that we would have a starting place yeah. for the infinite challenge today here. We looked at your current net profit at 24K, which is after all your expenses, all your overheads, everything. So again, congratulations. You're a business owner, you're doing it, and you have profit. I cannot tell you how many different businesses are businesses that do not have profit, that do not have money left over yeah. after after the bills have been paid. And so this is an awesome jumping off point for us here today. And so what, you're, what you can expect to see is we're going to see in the top right-hand corner of the screen over time, a total profit impact. And after every fee that we look at together... I'm going to show you the impact that that has, and we're going to begin to see how simple, really simple strategies implemented and sustained over time have a compounding influence on your profit. And so the first strategy that came to mind for you specifically, for GNC specifically, is additional products and services. And so additional products and services what I mean by that, this is what I mean. The front end is the package of services that you offer first, right? And the back, to, back end is the array of products or services that you can offer after the buying relationship has started, right? So developing the back end requires almost a new attitude 
That is realizing that your job is to bring as much value to your clients as you can and not just selling them your service. It's to sell them your services and in the process, gain their trust, understand their needs and deliver improvements in the quality and prosperity of their lives through whatever means that you're able to create. So as an example, Amazon loses money on every single Kindle that they sell. But because they understand the lifetime value of a customer, Mm -hmm. they'll make their money on the back end by selling books, incorporating other, right? They have Kindles now that are basically a tablet too. So incorporating other apps that you can purchase and pay. So for Amazon, right, they have additional products and services that are complementary to or are other options available to somebody who's already buyer, who's already become a client, who's already used their services. And so when you think about your services, what additional products and or services does your ideal client want, need, or would they find valuable in addition to landscaping? I have customers right now where I did six, seven, eight jobs that, of course, I do added some stuff on to what I do. But they were they were happy. They were giving me a call back. They were asking me for to refer them to people. They're like, "Oh, do you know yeah. somebody? Do you know somebody who does this or that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I can pass on a phone number for you." And I don't know. It seems to having trust, reliable, and doing what you gotta do is I don't know what. I think it's one of the things that has made me stand out quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I totally understand that. So with those customer requests, those additional requests. Were any of those services potentially something that you could offer in the future? So instead of offloading them onto somebody else, were any of them complimentary enough or or do you see any opportunity there for you to be able to offer those services? Like offering them upfront? So instead of securing a customer for this one-time landscaping or a few-time landscaping, if you were to offer an additional service... So like they're, they're asking you, Hey, do you know somebody who does this, this or this? Do, are any of those additional services, something that you could consider or would be able to, instead of offload to somebody else, uh, into kind of your arsenal of services that you provide? Yes. um, Actually, as part of landscaping, I did do trimming, tree trimming and Palm trimming up palms in in Florida because that's where I got my most of my landscapes experience, and I think well, I'm in the process right now of getting my arborist license, where I can do trees, and I'll be that'll be one of the services that I have a lot of customer requests, and I've done small jobs or doing this and there, and but I think having being a certified arborist and having that. The certification was something that would be offered because I'd be more confident in offering a tree service because I have the experience for it. But I think that's one of the things that I'm going to, I'm in the process of offering. Hopefully next year, it'll be something that I can offer. Or if not something early in this year, I'll have something to offer that I that's add great. on. To yeah, that's great. I, I think that's. That's exactly the kind of things that, that we're talking about here when we, we discuss additional products and services. 
My dad actually was a brick and stone mason. And so I'm very familiar with the seasonality of of a labor job, right? Yep. So my dad was always in the wintertime trying to figure out, hey, what's something else that I could be doing when, like, yep. you know, the mortar's not going to set, the, the stone would fall off the wall if we did it, the stucco wouldn't stick. And so one thing that just came to mind is since you're already talking to people about their yards and their homes and, yeah. and your work is, is, you know, the beautification of a home. One thing I think of is the potential for hanging Christmas lights or doing something along those lines of seasonality or offer a package that you could maybe, I don't know, if it's slower now, you could offer a Halloween package and you could offer a Christmas package afterwards where it's all inclusive. You come, you hang the lights or you put the stuff up or, yeah. you know, just an additional service that keeps you in front of that already purchased your landscaping services. Right. And so then it keeps you in front of them throughout the year, throughout those slower modes yeah. as an opportunity, as a option for, have you considered that or? I have for a bit. And one of the other things that I have thought about doing right now, it's snow removal. <laughs> and as of right now, I'm, I'm still analyzing how I can go about it. And if it's just reaching out to my current customer base and letting them know I can also do this for them. It is one of the things that I've been thinking and probably will do here as soon as probably Thanksgiving gets closer and will be one of the things that I'll be doing. That'll be for sure. Okay. It's one of the things that I'll be more offering out there. Great. Yeah, I, I think those are all awesome. And we're going to look at another strategy in a little bit yeah. that will definitely complement and play off of just this brainstorming, the things that you're processing and thinking as far as additional services go. And so do you have a systematic process right now for selling customers additional goods or services? Oh, can you give me an example? What, what do you mean? Like, So almost like an automatic follow-up or a pitch that you have that's ready not just for your main services, but if they already are paying for your landscaping services, do you have a process where you go, hey, when I give them their invoice, I'm going to mention or I'm going to hand them this thing that talks about my additional services. Or when we meet and I give them a bid on or for this job, I have my additional services brochure or okay. QR code that, that takes them to immediately be able to look at the additional services and then maybe potentially bundle it or add on to those. Cause if you mention it once, they'll forget that it just becomes a question. Yeah. But if it's a part of every time you're interacting with your client or your prospect, you're saying, Hey, we do this, this, and this as well. It keeps you in the front of their mind. And if they decide to use that service or they, you know, go, Oh, I never thought of that. You're there in front of them saying, Hey, I have this available to you as a value add. Yeah. Do you have anything like that? I don't. I haven't really thought about it until you you mention it right now. But no, I don't. I don't have anything. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Cool. That's that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this yeah. is to be able to brainstorm and, and talk through some s strategies. And so to what extent have you worked on increasing the revenue from each customer? So that could be when you're meeting with a customer, do you have a base package that you offer? And then do you have additional services where you can increase not just the cost, but the value, the perceived value of the time. Do you have one or two or three things even within landscaping specifically that you go, hey, here's what we could do for this price. And if you'd like 
this, this, or this, then it increases in value in their mind. And maybe not necessarily for you and your cost, but it increases in value, the perceived value or the quality, which then means that you're able to increase what you're charging. Yes and no. When we, when we get started, usually when I get show up to a home, they want to do this. I usually make recommendations and see what they want to see, what they, what kind of project they have in mind. But I don't have a process like that where, and I think a lot of the issues has come because on most of the jobs, I've been the one doing some of the work. So it gets okay. stressful and on my side and thinking, oh, I'm going to do this and I have to do this because I don't have somebody to, who knows how to do it. But it got to the point where I, towards the, as we advanced this year and learning and doing some and having the people there, it made a difference because I could offer as well. We do French drains where we pretty much submerge the gutter instead of draining it straight into the yard. It just goes underground and submerges away from either from the foundation or away from the area where they don't want the water to be sitting. And that's one of the things that we, I offer as well as part of the manscaping. Yeah, that's. Yeah, man. I mean, that's one of the things I've, I've been doing. Usually, offering French drains, I mentioned trimming shrubs. I try to add on onto the onto the service that I do, and usually, but yeah. I go based on what the customer wants, and usually make it happen. Uh, usually, what yeah. I tell them is, in my job, just imagine what you want want your house to look like, and I'll make it happen, and, and that's what I'm there for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think those French strains are exa- exactly what we're thinking, right? Exactly what we're discussing here too. As you begin to think in this way and we discuss, hey, if you're able to add French strains, if you're able to add three or four different packages yep. or options or additional services, if you had a systematic process for selling additional goods and services, what kind of impact do you think this would have on your business? By percentage, how much do you think it could increase from where you're currently at? I would say at least about a 20 to 35%. There are some opportunities that I have missed and that I could do a better job on closing, but sometimes you get wrapped on this and step back and look at it away from you're going to be making money, you're going to have people who are going to be doing the work instead of sometimes me having to do the work for everything because I'm the one who knows how to do it. But... It's hiring more people and having more people available is one of the things that I think made it easier on promoting that and having that done. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think easily 20 to 30%. What I'd like to do though is is stay just a little bit conservative for this exercise so that when we see it, you can really see the power of the compounding interest as small, you know, strategies are implemented. So are you okay if we go with 12%? And then if 12%, you know, is attainable and seems attainable, I think 12% is child's play. I think you could easily reach 20, 30, maybe even 40. I think especially with the the nature of landscaping, there's lots of opportunities for additional services and additional add-on packages that are perceived value, don't necessarily cost you any more money, but you're able to increase your prices as a result of that. And so... With just this one strategy of additional services, we have a 14% increase altogether. And that's because there's 497 million weighted algorithm sequences that are going in here that are taking into consideration the different costs for 
implementing these strategies mm-hmm. and new strategies that there might be, right? A- increase in inventory at times, maybe an increase in, in staff to be able to help ensure that. And so you can expect an increase in revenue of $6,660, which has a total profit impact of $3,330 because it's taken into consideration your gross profit margin, your net profit margin that we discussed today. So it takes that current profit of 24000 to a new annual profit of $27,330. That's a pretty significant change. And again, remember, we cut that percentage down in half from what you have brought up. And I do agree. I think we could easily reach at least 20%. And so how's that? What, what does that make you think? Good. I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be good, especially when, once we... Because right now I have my customer base that I have continuous work pretty much for the next couple of years and just maintaining that. And I think if I can maximize that every every month and now, especially with people that are new customers that will be coming in, I think that'd be something very achievable and something that looks really good. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree too. Hey, the second strategy that I'd like to look at with you together is reactivating former customers. And so reactivating former customers may be one of the simplest and lowest cost methods Mm -hmm. growing your business. There could be any number of reasons why clients stop doing business with you, many of which have nothing to do with the way that you performed in the past, right? Yeah. These customers know so much about you already, and unless their circumstances have completely changed or they had a bad experience with you in a previous transaction, they might easily be persuaded to begin that buying relationship Again, and so why do customers normally stop doing business with you? Mm-hmm. Currently, uh, I mean, I can only probably think about one or two that haven't reached out, but I think we got most of that. Unfortunately, some of our projects that we get done when it comes to landscaping is we do a lot of river rock. Compared to okay. molds and river rocks, once you put it down, you don't have to pretty much do any maintenance or anything to it. Well, so you're too good at your job, is what you're saying. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's that's one of the things. And but uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything why they would wouldn't do business. So when you think of your customer base, people who have decided to enter into that buying relationship with you, you just mentioned maybe the river rock instead of molds, so they don't have additional needs. Yeah. Is a lot of your landscaping work primarily a one-time job because it's an overhaul or it's a change or is it a continual relationship? I think for most of it has been continuous because a lot of the people that I've worked with, I have gone back and done work at least probably twice. Sometimes go back and do it for the third time. I think that's one of the things that I have noticed is just that Usually about two, two to three times when I get reached out customers. And then usually that's when they're landscaping, they're satisfied with it. And at that point, they're like, I think we're good as of right now. But I think offering that tree service, offering some other, adding more services to my, to, to our company, that will do amazing things and that will increase that. And then offering those extra services, like you were mentioning, just 12% mentioning we have these other services that will do will keep us on the loop and keep them, keep us in, in their heads, in their mind, or whenever they have another yeah. project, they want to get something done or have this or, you know, something like that. And 
I think that'll be something if I hang some or pass some of those things around when, with my invoices, that would definitely think would make a, a difference. So I'll probably look at investing and yeah. getting some of that stuff taken care of. Cool. Very cool. So how many customers on your list are inactive versus those that are active? Do you have a list of previous clients and do you have a way of tracking that? I would say probably about 10% of the customers that I have are okay. the ones that are have other things in mind. And so do you have, do you continue to communicate with your inactive customers? So that 10%, you have no, no, I no don't continual communication. I don't, to be honest, no. Do you have an established policy or procedure, like a special offer or system for reactivating those former customers? So that 10%, do you have something, hey, you worked with me mm-hmm. in the past, so we'd love to, here's a special offer for you for fill in the blank, tree trimming, what, like a follow-up, right? Maybe it's a couple months, maybe it's a couple weeks, maybe it's, you know, seasonal. One of the things that I've been thinking about, and it's something I'm not sure if it's some, but I'm thinking here towards the end of the year, probably get all the customers who refer me to somebody, at least one person, and probably get into like a $5 gift card from somebody or... Or said, I'm looking to see if I can reach out to somebody who owns like a coffee shop or something similar where I can do stuff like that and get a couple of gift cards and just mail it to their house and be like, thank you for trusting us and referring us to your family and friends. A coffee's on me yeah. kind of deal. And that's one of the things that I have in mind doing here when the next month for two fear and something out like that. So that way I can that's stay, idea. stay back in business, you know? That's a great idea. And you could even word something in it that says like it's playful like here's a gift card to stay caffeinated so you can energetically share about my services again or something like that you know what i mean like do you have do you have anybody else in mind or you know you could play off of that too so that it's not just oh they feel nice but they go oh i have an action point i should i should pass on you know jancy's information to so yeah. I love that, man. I love that. Yeah. That's that entrepreneurial mindset there, Jose. Yeah, because so, uh, yeah, and I tell the guys like we were working, and sometimes they were, I, I would have, I had an old truck and stuff, and we'd be working on it. And it's funny because they don't sometimes the guys, you know, they would like get close to it and like scratch it. It was old, so I don't really care too much, but yeah, but I treat it well because that's what pays the bills right now, and <laughs> that's what feeds us right now. And I'm like. And the same thing for other customers that refer me, you know, they're the ones who provide more business, provide tools to know people. Yeah. And yeah, and I mean, that's, that's what I have in mind and to thank them because yep. I, I like to be appreciated when I refer somebody to somebody else and they earn the business. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. So of those 10% ish of customers, how many do you think could be persuaded to start buying from you again if they were asked? I think probably that if they have that need for my service, I think most 10%. Okay. Yeah. And the, the, all of them that have confused me with my business, I didn't, all of them wouldn't have an issue buying it from as long as they have cool. a need or I can show them a need that sometimes they might not know that they, that they need, but they, like you mentioned, offering those extra services, they might not think that they need that, but sometimes they, oh, that would look nice. I would want that in my house. Yeah. And that's something that I could. I could definitely see well, all of them going for it. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think would be an effective action 
that would bring some of your former customers back to you? Because you mentioned with the Mm -hmm. referrals, you have a real action step here of trying to keep them motivated to continue to refer, as well as remember that you did business with them. And so what's a simple action that you think that you could implement even this week to reach out to that 10%? I'm not sure. I haven't thought of anything so far. Great. Great. I'll I'll take note of that and and we can think of something later that you could act on just for those 10% specifically. So if you were able to reactivate those 10% of customers from this last year, what kind of impact do you think that would have on your business as they're reactivated? What kind of percentage do you think it could increase your revenue? I think it would be... I'll say you, the revenue increasing it, I think it would be, I don't see it them increasing it, but I think if they refer somebody else would increase it. But I think what it would do for the business, it would be more consistent when it comes to the work that we have. Mm-hmm. And some of them, because they have big houses, it's big projects. I think some of that would be, would be good. I mean, I think it would be about, it will, it will, I don't see it. It would definitely increase it because it's, it's something that would be that we'd be maximizing on, but yep, yeah. I mean, it's just something that would be more constant, and if we're able to get it, it provide a lot more options because they they already know us and they already like us. So I think it would be yeah. a consistent income that we would we can generate there. I agree. I totally agree. Are you alright if I let's say ten percent put ten yes. percent in? Okay. All right, so we've looked at just two different strategies together here. So if you remember your current revenue of 60K, the expected increase in revenue is $12,960. So that's a total profit impact of $6,480, which is a 27% increase in profit from where you are currently. That's pretty significant when you think about the amount of effort that you would need to put in in order to implement Mm -hmm. these different strategies. The two strategies we discussed of reactivating a former customer and then additional services, additional products and services, it doesn't actually require you to spend any money and it doesn't actually require you to add time to the things that you're already doing, right? So with additional services and with the reactivating former customers, you're already using the strategies that you already have, right? So when you have an invoice or when you meet and give a bid, just including those additional services is no no additional sweat off of your back, so to speak. So if you have a piece of paper to be able to add to that and you have a 10-second pinch that says, hey, here's the bid for this, here's how we can do it, and then here's a here's some value add mm-hmm. or here's some additional services that we offer that would help really help with maintaining what we're about to implement, right? Or help with like upkeep with what we're about to implement yes. or help with you know, so it's not adding to your admin time, but it's increasing the potential for purchases and the potential for an increase in revenue. All right. So I have two more strategies that I'd like to look at with you quickly before we wrap things up here. And so the next one is bundling. <clears throat> 
So bundling is simply the process of grouping together certain products to create packages, which are then sold to clients. It creates an apples to oranges comparison and removes price from the equation, right? So customers today shop value for the most part. They shop value Mm -hmm. and they do not shop price. So unfortunately, small businesses can be lousy at conveying their value proposition. Therefore, price becomes the only value proposition left to the consumer, which means the only option you have is to decrease your price in order for to in order for a potential client to enter into a buying yes. relationship with you. So, the real key to success in marketing is to offer more value than your competition. And bundling increases the perceived value so that prospects end up buying more from you. Let me pull up. So I have some questions in in line with that. I think the French drains is awesome. I think we've started talking about additional products. And so bundling in French drains with the service that you're already doing, bundling in you know, trimming hedges or tree trimming adds value beyond that so that, you know, when when you make your pitch beyond just their specific project they have in mind, you're beginning to add value to that. What other products and services do you offer? Or could you offer in line with that? So one of the things that I've been looking to do as well and add as part of my service and include it, it's sad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I is looking and adding and usually that wouldn't really, it's not something that I would do. I have somebody who knows how to do it and they have their own company and pretty much all I would do is just sell it for them. And as soon as I wouldn't have necessarily have to be present there, they can just go and do the job. They know what they're, they're doing and pretty much all I have to do is just pay them and I have to collect the money from the customer. Uh, and that's one of the things that I'm looking to add as part of the service that I can do as well. That's great. I think. That's even another strategy of joint ventures, which we're not going to get to today, but we'll talk about in the future of having joint ventures and alliances with businesses where you get a commission or a royalty based off of that. So you provide a job to them for a percentage and a lot of other businesses are really happy to do that because it means that you're out generating leads and passing business onto them for a small percentage of of the job itself, which then allows you to benefit from it. And then it increases their revenue, which they yeah. might not have had otherwise, and they don't have somebody else on the ground. So that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And then you're able to package it in with your yeah. services as well. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, that's one of the things that I've done in the passing some of the jobs. It's added value because they customer doesn't have to go searching everywhere else, you know? And they just, yeah, you're the you're the two goal person, and you'll be able to handle it and take care of business, and make sure that everything's taken care of, and they don't have to worry about it. And all they have to do is sit back yep. and watch what they had in mind come true. Yeah, that's so cool. That's great. So, what complementary products in addition to sod do you think that you could offer through affiliates like that or alliances that your customers may need when buying what you sell? Sod obviously is a great one. Yeah. I thought of a sprinkler system. I thought of that as well. And as of right now, I might be something I'm from down the future. I I just have one of my customers introduce me actually to this guy who does landscaping. You know, he does he doesn't do any of the hardscaping like I would do. He only does like the maintenance, okay, like cutting and maintaining yeah. the yeah. 
the the grass. He re and he reached out to me on seeing if I wanted to go outside doing some other like ventures like you mentioned for snow removal cool. and he would do some subcontracting and I'll take care of getting that done. That. But yeah, that's and uh, yeah, but hopefully it's something like that. And me myself, I'm thinking of either going getting into potentially the lawn maintenance and cutting the grass and mm-hmm. fertilizer and potentially get into it. But I'm still deciding on depending on how much time I would have, how many people I have, and if I would have the time to do that once the busy season kicks in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think fertilizer is a great one to think of as well. And kind of what we're discussing here, this bag of bundling and joint ventures or alliances, you don't necessarily have to make the jump of you're doing the fertilizer yourself or you're doing the maintenance yourself. You could, with your alliance and joint venture, bundle that together and, and price it at a point that makes sense for you where you make money. Yep. above and beyond what you would have on the project previously where the person you're joint ventured with makes the money that they want and need to make in order to not just cover the bills but to actually you yeah. know feed their family at the end of the day and and you're getting your potential client to pay more for that service because it's an added value yeah. so if you were able to package something together like landscaping with maintenance and fertilizer or year-round upkeep or you know whatever maybe even with a joint venture there how do you think that would impact your overall business from a percentage standpoint i think it would be a line if i'm able to do all of that stuff and combine it i think yeah i mean i want to say 30 40 percent of increase if not even more because that would be a lot of a lot more stuff that you would be offering and to do that as of right now I'm not doing or, or offering. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Are you all right if I put 20% just yeah, so fine. we still begin yeah, yeah, to see course. and we stay conservative yeah. with these numbers here? I think you could knock it out of the part with that. Um, and so here we have three different business strategies that we've discussed and we've been able to identify an additional increase of $26,100, which would take you from $60,000 to $86,000. Now, keep in mind the gross profit margin and the net profit margin that we've discussed is still being added to this expected increase in revenue. Mm-hmm. However, we went conservative with the percentages, and I do not think that there's an increase to your overheads necessarily with any of the strategies that we've looked at together so i think that your profit increase is much closer to that twenty six thousand dollars altogether than it is this thirteen thousand dollars because when i think through you don't need to purchase additional equipment for bundling and packaging with joint ventures and you don't necessarily need to add to the tools that you need in the long run right you may need an initial purchase but each job that you have you don't necessarily need to increase that what would an additional thirteen thousand dollars do for your business i think that'd be that'd be really good especially we looked at it being this the first year and learning getting that customers i think for next year and that percentage could 
be very well. And my goal, I think my goal for this year, I set it up too low where I was like, well, if I can only make this amount of money, I'll be, I'll be okay with it. This is my first year. I'll be, I'll be happy with that. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I made a mistake of setting my goals too low, but at the end, I'm happy and that I reached it. And now it's just a matter of higher for next year. But I think yeah, if, we, if we set up the goal higher and hit those numbers, what was it, 25% or what was it? Increase with a bigger, more custom, more, more business yep. floating around and more and maximizing on those options. I think it'll be, it'd be amazing and amazing what's going to be. I, I agree. And I think that you can act upon those. And these are all strategies that can begin to impact your bottom line right away. So it's not like you have to wait a year to see that yeah. realized. These are things that you can begin doing even this next week that you, you could see, you'd be able to see that growth right away. Okay. I'd like to look at one more strategy with you just because you've mentioned it a few different times here together. And I want to make sure that we are really anchored in on ensuring that you are optimizing this strategy. And that strategy is a referral system. So it's often possible to generate more customers from referrals than it is by any other means. You've already expressed that. Yes. You said a lot of your business now has come from people referring you. Yes. It carries the least risk and the highest impact for any marketing action. If you ask someone once, it's just a question. If you ask people at the same stage of the buying process every single time, it becomes a system. Yeah. Okay. And there's no reason why you should settle for just one type of referral system. You should incorporate many systems at the same time. And that is a way that your business could more likely grow on autopilot. For example, you could tell the prospect in your very first meeting that you'll be expecting referrals if you exceed their expectations. Mm -hmm. You could ask for referrals when they first sign up as your client. So there's two touches right there. You could ask for referrals at the moment of peak satisfaction. So right when they see it, not only could you ask for a referral yeah. or, you know, if they're pleased with it, you could even pull out a phone, your phone and snap a video real quick and saying, Hey, how do you feel? What are you feeling about yeah. your new lawn? Right. And so then it's not just you get a referral. But you're capturing their emotion, their excitement about them seeing their lawn come into play. And then that can go on your website. It can go on your materials. Yeah. You could have a, a landing page where people, it's your review page, so to speak, unofficially, yeah. where you can send people to and they go, hey, there's 20 videos of people freaking out about how happy they are about their lawn or how grateful they are. You could ask for referrals on every visit. Yeah. Hey, you know, just have it part of your speech and, and your talk when you're talking to them. You could have a business card that asks for referrals, and then you could set up a website or social media that continually asks for referrals or motivates your refer your referral requests, right? Yeah. And so I like what, what you're already thinking of, of sending out a gift card. I wonder if you could, that could become part of what you do. Hey, we'll send you a $5 gift card for every referral you, you send my way, right? Yeah. And so then it's a service or a package or something extra that doesn't cost you a lot of money but it gives them a real actionable perceived value, right? Yeah. So do you have a systematic referral process? No, I don't. I mean, I think the most things is when I have people reached out and ask me what things that I can do. Oh, if I know somebody, then I can, oh, I, well, I do this and I have these other services. But I don't have a system per se that right now that that's what yeah. I do. Like you mentioned, if it, 
if you ask every time it becomes a system and I ha- I have not, I don't, I don't have a system. I just pretty much just, we thrown ourselves into the water, you know, and learn to swim at the end yeah. when we were already in it. So, but no, that's, that's something that I haven't thought about before, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if, so one solid referral system is great, right? Yeah. Five that we just looked at could really just become autopilot and, and significantly increase the amount of jobs that you're closing on and could get you to that desire of having, you know, a crew of 15 or three different crews, of, yeah. you know, culminating of five and, and being able to step into having an admin running your book so that you can focus on, on the part that, that you enjoy within the business. So what would be the additional impact if you added, you know, five systems? From what we just mentioned, percentage, how much do you think that would influence your business? A lot. I think it would be a lot. I think probably about, I don't know, I think conservative, I think it would be at 30%. Sometimes I, I agree. They tell me I talk too much and then I'm like, you got to back <laughs> it up. And then all you got to do is just put the work into it. And what you said, like, and do what you say you're going to do, even if it's like, if it's high, you know, and, Yeah, I listen, Jose, we made some pretty significant breakthroughs just now, I think, in in not just increasing your bottom line, but I've seen it kind of clicking for you going, hey, I could do that, right? I've I've heard you say, oh, I don't, but I could do that, right? I don't, oh, that would be simple, that'd be easy. That's what I love about business, and that's what I love about this podcast and interviewing the business owners is because you have accomplished something. You own a business, yeah. right? You have a business. And so with those four different strategies that we looked at together today, with the uber conservative numbers and percentages that are really child's play that we threw out there, we have a total profit impact of $15,000, which is a 64% increase to what your current operations are. And so that takes your new annual profit. Again, this is after all the bills are paid of almost just under 40k that's okay, in your yeah. pocket revenue right revenue <clears throat> feeds the ego but profit is what feeds the family what could that amount of money mean for your business i think it definitely make a lot of difference you'll be able to afford more more equipment to do a lot more different stuff and hire more people and I think it's just growth and that's, that's what it's going to do for it. And I think honestly, those numbers will be higher next year. And it's my goal, my goal to make them. So, uh, yeah. And you know, it's, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it, but I think those, those numbers will be good, especially once we come in with the next year, when we got a little more experience, we got some customer relations now. And I think those numbers, 64% that should easily be accomplishing increase and hopefully even more once now that we get the experience and hopefully something now or what you call a system going on and yeah 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 absolutely and keep in mind we have i have more we have more than 12 strategies that we could implement and we only looked at four of those right and so you could begin to see hey this compounding in impact right if we implement eight different strategies over the next year, that's like 300%, yeah. right? And so 
which strategy were you most surprised by or maybe which strategy do you think you could act on this week begin to see changes within that bottom line in your time? I think the one that you mentioned is just reaching out to your customers, the ones that haven't been buying from you lately. And you're mm-hmm. seeing if there's a service that they might need or those lines, like activate, yeah. activating, I think is the word. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's one of the things. I'm, I'm pretty shy. I mean, myself, I'm not very, I, I like to talk a lot, but I'm not very like forward it comes to people. So I'm taking videos and I don't know, to me, it seems a good idea, but I don't know, I'm a little bit in my show. I need to come out of my show a little bit and and do that a little bit. Or you can bring a friend along. You can say, hey, this is my friend. He's going <laughs> to. He's, he comes along with me and takes quick videos. I just want to ask you real quick, what do you think of, your, of the work we've done, yeah. right? How do you feel about the work we've yeah. done, right? And then it's, it's that guy with the, your phone. Yeah. It be your phone, right? And so, <laughs> yeah, but hopefully that's some sort of good idea. Maybe my wife, I can have her just come and take videos and just have her meet the people after when they're happy or the work is done. And yeah, and hopefully she comes yeah. make her part of it and help her out in, in a sense when it comes to the company wise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Hey, you had mentioned consistent business and coming up with ideas for the off season, if you will, yeah. as a challenge for you, how would what we uncovered today change this concern for you? In some part, it will alleviate a lot of it because it's not, because uh, I think once we have all that money, if we we have that money, we can figure out some other things to invest and that would give us a return either and keeping people busy and making money at the same time. But I think having the money having that money and of course is always gonna give us more options and not having it and yeah, I think it just it will make some opportunities for either investing in some other stuff and but it alleviates because now you have I don't know, makes me a little bit more confident because there's a system now that you can rely on. And yeah. you don't have to go and, I don't know, find out for yourself and bare bone, but suddenly find out what, I don't know, just try to swim by yourself. Now you have like a rope that you can swim, you know, like you can pull yourself out of that or wherever you yeah. are. And, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Jose, thank you so much for joining me today and opening your business up to myself as well as our viewers and listeners. I hope that the break we discovered were beneficial to you and i'm certain once they're implemented will have an infinite impact on your profits yes sir. and to everybody watching and listening please make sure to like and subscribe you'll not want to miss next week's episode where we'll help another business find strategies guaranteed to infinitely increase their bottom line until then this is cody hill to your success